Hello and welcome back to the Football Foundry, sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. I'm your host James and I'm joined by Matt. Hello. Hello. Hello, it's been an interesting weekend. Well, week, should I say, of uh, news, if anything. Hi, the odd tiny little bits happened, I suppose, this week. The odd little bit. Well, I brought this back just for the special occasion. They've gone and gone and sacked him. Ode Emery is gone after 18 months in charge. Uh, Freddie Lundberg is taking um, temporary charge until a replacement is yeah. found. But who do you think is going to be the replacement? Um, honestly, I don't even know. There's not many names tight around. I think the current favourite last time was Nuno Espirito Santo. It's like, I don't know if that's. I don't know. Uh, that's a bad move for him, I'd say. Because a lot of people have been saying, like, oh, but Arsenal's a bigger club than yeah, Wolves. Yeah. It is, you're right. But Arsenal's on the decline and Wolves are on the up. So why would you want to swap? No, totally agree. Plus, I don't think he's the right. I don't. I think Arsenal's main problems is rising their defence, organisation, structure, putting out forward together, marking offside traps, all that. Like, they need to get someone. Playing as a team. Yeah, pretty much. They just need to get a, <laughs> need to get a manager that is well known for his defensive football. So that's where they need to be heading towards. Well, I believe, anyways, that's what they should be doing. I think they need to get someone that's not bothered about names. Yeah, but also like like if David Louise puts in a shocker, get him off, get a kid on pitch. Like at this at this point, I'd rather play a back four that are full inexperienced kids because then when they do mess up, they've got that yeah. to fall back on. As I, I know you shouldn't, but they have got that to fall back on, and it gives them experience. If the current hundred thousand pound a week earners aren't capable of defending in a Premier League match for ninety minutes, then get rid. Yeah, agreed. Like it's shocking. Like it's actually terrible. I've never known a side. Go for about what? We was about 10, yeah. 10 years maybe. Ever been just pure laughing stock in defence? Carlisle, they're up there. <laughs> That's since they were formed. Yes, about about me. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ancelotti's a big name going around. Do you think he's capable of sorting out a defence? Um, Italians tend to be well renowned for the, being able to, well. Sort of defences and strong defensively, so wouldn't be the worst choice to be fair. And Charlotte, not the worst choice. Mm. There is Allegri as well, but there's rumours that when Arsenal were looking for Wenger's replacement and they interviewed, they interviewed Allegri, and his English wasn't that brilliant. So I imagine if you want into someone to come in to sort out a team, someone that doesn't speak English is not the best route to go down. To be honest, it's. It doesn't necessarily have to be the manager, as long as you get the right people around him, like good defensive coaches that could actually help the team. It wouldn't be the be all end all if Allegri would, yeah. isn't able to speak the language as long as he's got someone that can. There are some other names as well, like Mikel Arteta, Patrick Vieira, obviously Lundberg as well, because he's in there at the moment um, on a sort of yeah. temporary basis. Would you see any of them getting it? Yeah. Because they've gone through a point now where they've said Wenger, it was a long reign and that. Went for Emery, it's not worked. 
and you see Chelsea with Frank Lampard, you see Man United, we all are going to yeah. Solskjaer. Um, do you think maybe they could go down that route as well? I would like to see Patrick Vieira. I, w- I would like to see any any of them. Vieira. Vieira, Arteta or Lundberg. I won't mind. Obviously, Arteta's got a wealth of experience just working underneath Pep. Youngberg's still yeah. very see, experienced, that, I'd say. But um, Vieira's managed, obviously, um, NYCFC. Um, he's managed City Academy. So he's also got the City Link mm-hmm. as well. So... I'd yeah. like to see Vieira get a shot, personally. So. I would. I would, instead of going for a big name, go for someone that's respected at the club. And uh, see, that's probably one way to get fans on board. Well, then again, would it? It's Arsenal fans. You can't You can't ever please an Arsenal fan. Uh, one final name that I've seen linked with it is um, uh, Marco Bielsa from Leeds. Do you think he'd maybe take a step up? Leeds currently top the championship. Uh, they were last time I looked, unless it's West Brom again. Um, I don't. Sure. I think it'd be silly to leave them right now. Leeds doing too well. Stick with them. Yeah. Unless they somehow don't get promoted yeah, again. Maybe them, but no. Uh, maybe consider something. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I suppose it's just one of them time will tell things, but. We're both on the same page. You're wanting one of them, like Patrick Vieira yeah. sort of figures, to come in and see what they can do. Where do you think is next for Unai Emery, though? Do you think he's just going to have a bit of. Well, I think he needs quite a bit of time off. Obviously, before uh, Unai Emery went to Arsenal, his resume was like perfect with all of his success at Sevilla yeah. and stuff like that. So maybe it's going to be a case of where he'll want to get straight back into a job so that he can prove that he can do it. To keep his credentials. Yes. Yeah, fair play. Uh, and then we had a, another sacking. Um, <laughs> uh, we're talking about this recently about a team having two, well, possibly three different managers before Christmas, <laughs> which, <laughs> from our own memories, we don't think has ever happened before. Uh, we could be proven wrong, especially in the Premier League anyway. It might have happened in other leagues, but not in the Premier League. Uh, Watford have sacked their second manager of the season on his second spell at the club, Kike wow. Sanchez-Flores. Where do they even go from here? Chris Hewton or someone, I don't know. But... He, he, is, he is the favourite. He is 100% the favourite to get it. So I think, I think that's a good route to go with Chris Hewton because he's... He's got the experience in the Premier League. He knows how to rally a team together and keep them up as well, most importantly. They've always gone for foreign managers. I think the last five managers Watford had have all been foreign. So Cheap. Well, yeah, to an extent. Obviously, I think Chris Hewitt would be quite cheap, to be fair, as well. Oh, yeah. But yeah. it might be something that they just need. Now, because obviously when foreign managers do tend to come across with a bit of flair and once, once, if their football is working right, they do tend to produce some entertaining football, but sometimes more than not, you just need to have a solid base, solid backbone and just organisation, which is more going to be probably easier to attain with an English manager that's already got experience with the Premiership. So I definitely think the next move yeah. should be an established manager rather than yeah, taking another gamble on a foreign manager. Yeah, I mean they need they need to change how they're doing things yeah. now because it's clearly not working. Because going through, going through two managers, moving on to your third, then there's got to be alarm yeah. bells going off Absolutely. somewhere in that in that club. 
Um, but the, the bizarre thing is, is they're not in too bad, like the bottom of the table, obviously, yeah. and the three points adrift, but they're not too bad in the situation that they're in at the moment because yeah. two or three decent results yeah. and other results go in, in their favour yeah. as well. It's not they're adrift at all at the bottom of that league. Yeah. So Exactly. Like, Couple of decent results, two or three decent games, other teams dropping points yeah. here and there. Absolutely. Back Absolutely so. So they still got a lot of All they need is a manager in there like Chris Hewton, like you say, that can rally a team together, get a few results in yeah, bag, and keep momentum going. Absolutely. Could still finish eight. Maybe a push. <laughs> 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 and we are of course recording on uh, Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. This, this week, a bit later than normal. Uh, but we did have the Ballon d'Or on Monday night. Lionel Messi picking up his sixth Ballon d'Or. Crazy stuff. Do you think he deserved it? So Messi, um, six-time Ballon d'Or. Anyone else? Um, well, Modric got World Pro of the Year, didn't he, last time round? First time ever that someone's won it in the following year, not been in the shortlist. Crazy. Um... You could probably argue for a couple of people to go for it, but Messi's still Messi, he's still absolutely class, so you can understand why he still got it, I suppose. Yeah. yeah um it, as much as it pains me to say, I would have liked Van Dyke to win it. Because he has transformed that Liverpool team. Without Van Dyke there, they wouldn't be doing what definitely, they Definitely like I said, there's a lot of people who've got an argument for that on and he's definitely one of the strongest candidates for that um Champions League win this season. He's like you said, yeah. he's completely tr- transformed Liverpool as a team defensively. Yeah. So definitely warrants to be up there at least, let alone win it. Yeah. Um obviously Van Dyke came in second, we had Cristiano Ronaldo in third, standard yeah. sort of stuff really. Uh Liverpool pair Salah and Mane. Salah fifth, yeah. Mane fourth. Uh Allison as well, seventh, Liverpool again. So Mbappe 6th, Lewandowski 8th. Now, these are two strange ones for me, 9th and 10th. We have Bernardo Silva in 9th and Riyad Mahrez in 10th. But how did Sterling not make it above them two? To be fair, I can understand Bernardo Silva being in that top 10. Riyad Mahrez is a bit of an odd one because he's barely... Well, more times than not, he's a bit part player for City. Yeah. like He comes on the bench or it'll play... Rotation every minutes. once every third Premiership game, you might get a start to rest someone else. It's like, yeah, Mahrez but Sterling's in there week yeah. in, week out. Sterling should be in there, definitely over Mahrez. Yeah. He's probably higher up in the yeah. league than Bernardo Silva, but I've got no quarrels about Bernardo Silva being in the top 10. Yeah, like he, he has been all right yeah. for City, but I'd still have Sterling above, yeah, agreed, and drop Mahrez out of that. But I just thought it was crazy that because he finished something like twelfth, I think, in the the actual listings, um, which is just crazy yeah, to me. That it is a bit considering what he's done recently yeah. as well. It's it's mental. But that is all the news. For Carl, I've got a new manager. Oh, oh, go on then, go on then. I'll let you have your moment. Who is it? A guy called Chris Beach. Any good? His first proper managerial job. He was a caretaker manager at Rochdale once, about eight years ago, and now he's our manager. <laughs> that looks promising. If um, <laughs> so, if Watford appoint a manager that's not really been a manager before, yeah. um, 
in like a completely unknown quantity to yeah, the yeah. club and everything. Um, would you consider that a relegation appointment? For a club like Watford, if they like, for example, they turn around and give Troy Deeney the job, yeah, I think it'd be an issue. <laughs> yeah. So how how are you seeing this appointment for Carlisle? <laughs> Cheap. Um, <laughs> yeah. There were quite a few names listed Definitely for the cheap, job, um, but it was really left field because he wasn't even in the like sky bit odds till hours before it was announced it was going to be him. He wasn't even thought of like I've never yeah. heard of him, and that's and I think I know quite a lot of people. <laughs> as like I've never even heard of him. I had to research him to so that he came from Rochdale. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, good, excited times yeah. ahead for Carlisle fans out there. Anyway. <laughs> but Premier League football and before we do go anywhere we need to talk about Benicophobia uh, because there were tributes all over the football world this weekend um, due to him tragically losing his two year old daughter on Friday extremely extremely sad moment for him and all his family all his thoughts go out to him of course um, but yeah tragic tragic stuff but football itself um, the the title race is uh, uh, it's kind of over, I think. Uh, Newcastle drew 2-2, Man City. Uh, can't see Liverpool dropping that many points. Could happen, it could. Well, I don't know it will. Gerard could always slip again for them. <laughs> so, <laughs> this time Van Dyke. But <laughs> it could happen, but it's looking less and less likely. There is only one man that can stop Liverpool now, and it is Brendan Rodgers. Oh. I, I, I will be. Oh, it'd be good. <laughs> oh, I don't even know how I'd react if Brendan Rodgers stopped Liverpool winning another title. <laughs> oh, to be fair, Brendan Rodgers has finally got the chance to get Liverpool the title. So uh, <laughs> that would be incredible. Uh, but the, the, the Man City Newcastle match. Um, Newcastle are unbeaten each of the last four home games against the current champions. So they won two and drawn two. <sighs> Safe to say they love welcoming yeah. champions because Man City with two of them. Yeah. So. Right. No, Newcastle definitely seem to know how to get some James's Park rocking for a big match. And they, to be fair, they played all right in this game. And some of the goals in this game were absolutely class. They were brilliant. Even from yeah. Sterling's little side foot finish to De Bruyne's volley to John Joe Shelby's, like, oh, it's just all brilliant goals. Yeah, it was good. It was really good. It was a cracking game. Cracking game. Um, Newcastle love to turn up in them big games. Though. Yeah. Really do. And then Liverpool, the league leaders, Liverpool, extend their lead against Man City to 11 points and I believe they're 8 points yep. above Leicester, are they? Yeah. Is that what we're sitting eight. at? 8 points above? Still doable, still doable. Uh, but they beat Brighton 2 1. And Liverpool have equaled their longest unbeaten run in the top flight of 31 games without defeat, all thanks to Van Dyke's head twice. Well, yeah, it was a glimmer of hope for anyone but Liverpool fan when Becker, well, Alison Becker got sent off. Then... I, I just want to point out as well Alison Becker 
just looks like he can't be bothered this season. His, mm. his hair's all over the place. His beard's a mess. Yeah, he's just sort of like, do I really want to be here? Like, yeah. been injured beginning of the season. Now he's got himself a suspension. Like, what's going on with him? Just wants an easy year. He said, I won Champions League last year. How can I top that? So I chilled out, Sesh. <laughs> so. But yeah, he just looked a bit rough. Like he's having a bit of a tough time. He just got seventh in Ballon d'Or rankings. Like, chin up, mate. Uh, like, right. when he did the zoom on him, when he got sent off, I was like, I actually struggled to think who, like, obviously it was Alison and Ness, but I had to double take. I was like, is that definitely Alison and Ness when I saw him? <laughs> He does not look well. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, what about um, uh, Thingy's free kick for oh, Brighton? Lewis yeah. Dunk's free kick. Definitely caught him unaware. Yeah. Free kicks. We haven't seen one of them in quite a while in the Premiership. So it was. Well, De Bruyne did it once ages ago, didn't it? Yeah. Slotted it under wall, but that's that's taken it to new levels. That just side footing into the net. <laughs> good stuff. Fair play to him. I liked it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and Crystal Palace beat Burnley at Turf Moor 2-0. Uh, a game, to be fair, which I didn't expect this result to go this way for. I thought Burnley would have uh, done Palace, to be honest. But Palace have ended a run of five league games without a win and managed to keep a clean sheet for the first time in seven games. Yeah, um, yeah I would have fancied Burnley in this match, but 2-0 Palace obviously wasn't a win for Burnley, as I expected. So it's a dog. I've won. Yeah, do you think Sean Dice is um, focusing too much on attack again? Because he did it last season where they were trying to be more expansive on the football and be more attacking and then they ended up conceding a load of goals and went back to basics yeah. and refound the form again. It's probably hard to make that comparison because obviously before this game they have been in really good form and that's so... Uh, but I think it's one of a fluke result really because... Well, Palace just well, Palace has turned up. Burnley didn't. I think that that was it. To be fair, yeah. Palace have just uh, yeah come and rocked them. But they'll sit mid table, so they'll struggle for either side at the moment. Um, Chelsea played West Ham, and I bet this one ruins someone's tenfold acker. Absolutely not mine. <laughs> <laughs> um. It's just a just a horrible day to forget for Frank and his men. But Chelsea didn't concede a single foul in this game, which is the first time they've ever done so since the data started being recorded on this. Not conceding a foul in the entire game. Yeah, that's that's incredible. Like not even a single little out of place, arm, nudge, nothing, not one foul. That's mad. Yeah, that is mad, mate. Totally agree. <laughs> um, but it was amazing stuff for uh, the 33-year-old goalkeeper, David Martin, to keep a clean sheet on his debut for the team. Emotional moment with him and his uh, his dad, Alvin, in the start. I bet. But, um, well, yeah, um, being at West Ham, uh, dreams of playing for the club <laughs> and gave him a clean sheet against one of their um, London rivals a cracking double him. save as well from him yeah absolutely but no you can't ask any more for, for the lad really on no, no. So, a bit, bit strange making your debut at 33 years old but I mean I suppose it, at least he got it had to happen at some <laughs> exactly. point exactly well you'd hope so <laughs> otherwise what have you been doing at yeah. the club all this time exactly <laughs> 
Um, Spurs play Bournemouth and Jose Mourinho's got Deli Alley firing at the minute. Absolutely firing. Thank God. Registering their Thank first God. back-to-back league wins for the first time this season. Last doing so back in April. Like Deli Alley looks completely different player again. Like I said, so good for England seeing like this. The competition Brilliant. is back on. Like it's it's getting yeah. Like you've got Madison, you've got Ali, um who else is there? We've got um Ross Barker, but he sort of faded away a little bit, I think. Um Henderson in that midfield as well. And you've got all sorts yeah. of players that are gonna be competing for starting places, which is good. It's it it gives yeah. Southgate a headache that we want. Absolutely. We want we all know Deli Ali has the potential to be one of the best for England. Um it just it's time that he started proving it again. So if Maria can get that the best out of him, then it's all good for this country. Certainly so. Um, do you think he's telling the team to like sort of let two goals in late on? Because he sort of loves fighting off a comeback whilst he's been at Spurs, doesn't he? Just wants a bit of drama. <laughs> like they were 2 0 down in Olympiacos again, Champions League, 1 4 2. They were with 3 0 up against West Ham and lost. Uh, one three two, and then they yeah. did the exact same against Bournemouth. Yeah, <laughs> Jose's up to something. <laughs> so I'm obviously I'm pretty sure he'd be wanting them to keep a clean sheet, but <laughs> I think as long up... as they keep getting, as long as they keep getting three points every week, I don't think they'll care if it's three twos every match. So he's just be sat there in his pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> um, Southampton Watford at the bottom of the table clash and it was do or die for both sides and apparently this cost someone their job uh, so Southampton won 2-1 and Watford's total of 8 points at this stage of a season is their worst return in the club's history uh, and Southampton have won from a losing position at half time for only the second time in the last 44 games they drew 7 and lost 35 of those so, I mean, that just shows a full contrast. Watford are having the worst patch of the club's history. And yeah. Southampton overcame a quite horrific stat that they had against him of being able to turn around a 1-0 deficit at half-time. But, yeah, um, obviously Watford got the well got the goal, first goal in this match and everything thought going to be all good here. But then, yeah, um, got spun around quite quickly. And obviously Southampton ended up winning 2-1 with Ward Prowse free kick oh. being the... The vital goal. Yeah, that was a correct. Yeah. Good result um, for Southampton. Obviously not so good for Watford. Yeah, it was sort of a case of whoever lost this probably was going to lose the job. Yeah. Because I feel like if it went the other way, Hassan Hutter would have been under serious pressure. He'd have been under well. pressure. They might not have sacked him, but it was, it, the, yeah. the question would start being getting asked, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um... Should Danny Ings of goal have stood though? Because the the oh, I can never say his name. Is it Jemper? Jemba? Uh, oh, the handball. Yeah, he was through. yeah, it was really. Yeah, no, it shouldn't have counted. I forgot. I didn't know what you were on about there. But yeah, it was hunting the handball because obviously he skipped past down the right hand side and somehow managed to flick it onto his hand, which then flicked the ball back into his path. Yeah, like it, it sort of it yeah. gave him an extra touch, so to speak. Like yeah, it, flicked it was his hand pretty much an extra touch control. to control the ball and yeah. that touch was with his hand. So yeah, yeah, it shouldn't have counted. And the rule obviously states if a ball strikes a hand and then finds its way in the back of the net, the goal should not stand. Inconsistency yeah. VAR, sort it yeah. out. Absolutely. Don't even want to go down the VAR road this week and nope. try to avoid it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Norwich Arsenal. 
Lundberg's first game in charge as Arsenal gaffer on a temporary basis, of course. Uh, but Arsenal are now winless in the last six Premier League games. They've drawn four and lost two. Their worst run since August 2011 of six games as well. It's terrible. Yeah, obviously, I don't think you can really judge Jungberg massively on this before uh, oh, no. this match. Because it's not his team. He's just come in as caretaker manager from the sacking this week. So it's only been a full week with this team yet, really, to try and change anything major. So... Doesn't really, can't really fall on his head, but oh, poor Arsenal, poor, poor Arsenal. It's, it's just shocking with and without the ball. Yeah, like if they didn't have a Bamyang in this team, if they'd have never signed him, God knows where Arsenal would be right well, now. Well, even with him, they probably could have lost this game because obviously he had his penalty he had to be retaken. He missed his first one, scored his second one. So the shushing, the shushing of Tim Cruel. <laughs> Just outright, just turned and shushed. Oh, yeah. cracking stuff! Uh, but one thing I do want to bring up is not Arsenal because we we brutalise yes. Arsenal enough because they're an absolute banter of a team. Uh, Todd Cantwell is yeah, really man. starting to find his feet in Premier League back to back games. He's scoring in now. This is some good stuff. Talking on Don England squad, I think that lad is. I think he's him and like him and Grealish, probably two midfielders in this. Country yeah. that really knocking on the door to just get a call up to be fair and get a proper. So would would you say they're like the sort of second tier of English players? So you got your first tier that are the automatic yeah. sort of selections for England squad, and then these are sort of knocking on that. First I think Tamwell is getting there. Definitely getting yeah. closer and closer to be people asking that question. Yeah. People obviously already are asking a question about Jack Grealish being in the England squad. If Tamwell keeps this going, he should be there alongside Grealish. Knocking on that door. Yeah. yeah. As well, he's a hard team as well. So like, it's, it's not it's even like to score he's... goals for a better team, but he's doing it yeah. in Norwich. Yeah. And he's he's looking comfortable in that Norwich team, Todd Campwell. So yeah. Exactly. Like you look at someone like Darren Bent who did it at yeah. all sorts of different teams, just constant goal scorer. Like never a real top end prestigious team scoring goals constantly. Yeah. Um, but like you were at Sunderland, they're absolutely smashing it at Sunderland at Villa. Absolutely, like he, he did it all over. Yeah, so hopefully, Todd Cantwell can be a bit like that, just so. grabbing goals left, right, and centre. So hopefully, so uh, Wolves, Sheffield United finish one-one. Sheffield United are the first newly promoted side to remain unbeaten in their first seven top-flight away games for the last twenty-seven years. Blackburn did it in 92, 93, winning one and drawing six, which I believe our record's better than that. But, um, but yeah, it still stands. No, brilliant stuff. Did I call this one all last week? You, uh, I, I can't remember what you said score-wise. Because this was your one to watch and I had Southampton Watford. I can't remember what we said scoreline-wise, which is really I think bad. I think draw one off, but... Not not bragging, but no. <laughs> but I, on, on my acker, I put it down as two two. So. Yeah, no. But no, um, Sheffield. Like I've said, pretty much every week now, I've started to praise Sheffield United, and they play some of the best football in the league. I just wish they did it for ninety minutes. Yeah, we, you, what really frustrates me right, is we have seventy minutes, a solid, consistently good, strong performance. And it is amazing to watch. And we'll get an early goal, possibly a second, sometimes very rarely, but sometimes even a third. And then it's just a case of seeing the game out from there. 
that's that's the sort of game plan that I think Wilder's pushing for. Get in there nice and early, lock up shop, and then the heads drop. Like Wolves were piling a bit of pressure on, especially Triori. He was quite a bit of a menace yeah. for us, but it's just a shame because McGoldrick had a lot of chances. He did have quite a few chances, and like, but. It, that's that's what's coming to buyers. I think. I think it's the missed chances and the that decision making, that final pass is what's coming back to buyers. And I feel like if we'd maybe sort that out, we'd win these games and not just come away with a point. So it's a bit disappointing that we did only get a point, but it's better than nothing. Better than oh no, you still should be extremely happy of where you're at in the league. <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah. so I'm, I'm completely grateful to be signed seventh, fourteen games in. Trust me. Oh, no. um, <laughs> But I just, it's just that final ball in it. Just making sure that that's pinpoint or making sure that that decision is the best decision that you could take. You you might, you might just need that one more player, maybe. I don't know. Just, I don't don't know. Proper clinical, a second, well, I wouldn't say you've got a proper clinical striker in that team. You you get a lot of goals, but it seems to come from everyone. You don't have anyone that's going to get you 15, 20 goals a season striker. that, that, That is one. That was one concern, but I think we've got that many strikers in the team at the minute. They're all still trying to find the feet. Like we're fourteen games in, and we've signed Callum Robinson, um, yeah. McBurney. We've got Moose. Like they're three three strikers there that we brought in, and we're still playing David McGoldrick week in week out. Yeah. Which I've got no against because McGoldrick's work rate is insane. Like that guy full on deserves a Premier League goal, like without doubt. Uh, and Moose has been incredible as well. Yeah, but oh, Bernie's not really found his feet. He's got a couple of goals, but he's not really um, found his feet yet. I don't think. And Callum Robinson as well is a bit similar, sort of a bit part. Um, but so I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how I don't know how you can even play a double strike at the moment compared to Moose because I think he's been your best boy yeah. top. So yeah, he has hundred percent. Like I'd I'd start Moose and McGoldrick without doubt because they've been incredible for us. Yeah. Um, but. I don't think bringing in another striker is going to help sort that. I don't know. Okay. I think it needs another midfielder to maybe rotate midfield a bit. Okay. I don't know. But the midfield's been good. Like, I, I don't know who I'd take out of that team to put someone else in because it might affect how we're actually playing the, maybe it's the more, game itself. Maybe it's an impact player that you can just bring off the bench just to keep it fresh. In the Possibly, yeah. Yeah, because I think I think Lundstrom's quality for seventy five minutes of a game, but then that last fifteen, he he starts losing his head a bit, and he's he's I don't know, he starts giving the ball away cheaply yeah. and stuff like that. So I think maybe freshen up midfield a bit, get some rotations in there, and that. So That's fair I don't know. He could do well in January. He might not even spend a penny yet. We don't know. <laughs> so have to wait and see what he does with it but it's, it's going well I can't really fault him at all 7th in Prem <laughs> oh, brilliant uh, Leicester Everton was quite a quite an entertaining match Leicester have won 6 consecutive top flight matches for the first time since their club record run of 7 games back in March 1963 do you think they're going to beat it? Well, currently they're on better form than they were when they won the title, so they could easily keep this going, to be fair. And because we've got midweek games coming up, they are playing Watford tomorrow night. So they could quite easily make that they seven. They should make that seven. Yeah. They should. It'd be, it'd be a massive upset if Watford were able to get something from that match. Massive upset. Definitely. 
Uh, but for a minute, did you think Everton were going to have this game? Everton looked all right to start with, to be honest. I thought they went one up. They looked all right in the full game. The thing that got to them is the amount of times that Perez went down in box and other Leicester players went down in box. Oh, yeah, because Leicester thought he got a penalty when Chilwell went down, but then he got proved he didn't get clipped. And by the looks of it, it didn't look like he got clipped, to be honest. It but... didn't get touched at all. He sort of moved out of way yeah. of it. But um, there was about three or four different instances where a Leicester player went down in the box and Pickford was losing his mind. The defence were losing their mind. Like They were just getting so frustrated with how often they were going yeah. down in the box that I think that sort of shook them a bit. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Um, but for Ian Acho came on, made the difference, got that late goal as well. Nice, no, good footwork. It was quite composed to slot it at the same time. That no, was a really good, well taken goal by the lad. Yeah. Kalechi keeping the pressure on Liverpool. Yes, uh, but Everton have conceded more ninetieth minute goals to lose a game than anyone else this season, having had four go past them. Poor Marco Silva. <laughs> his little face oh that's all I can picture oh. at full time his little face yeah. his eyes were filling up like oh <laughs> I, I, felt, I, I genuinely felt so sorry for him because he, he just it's just like what what can I do <laughs> like we were 1-0 up fair enough penalty went uh, whatever um, who scored it god I'm losing my mind who scored Leicester's first it was my God, it was Vardy. Was it Vardy? Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've completely lost my head. Vardy. Uh, yeah, Vardy's went in. He sort, of, he sort of thought, you know what, a point against Leicester, second in table, that wouldn't be a bad result that away from home. And then, that is sixth minute. Yeah, natural. He's just like, oh, God. Like, what, uh, like, what could he actually do? <laughs> he's, he's done, isn't he? Clean out, clean out his office. <laughs> Oh, get one of them bags on a stick. What are they called? <laughs> but, oh, I know what you mean. I can't. I don't, I'll be honest. I don't know what they're called, but I know what you mean. Yeah, a little, little little stick with a bag on the end of it, walking out, yeah, yeah. eyes filled with water. Oh. <laughs> and then the, the final game of the weekend was Manchester United against Aston Villa, and United were just terrible. I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. They were just crap. Yeah, they were absolutely rubbish. Just. 18 points this season, the fewest after 14 games of the top flight season since the 1988-89 season, where they went on to finish 11th that year. Yeah, you know you're rubbish. They are. Still keeping all so, available before Poch. Poch is still available, so I'm surprised. Oh, God. I'm not making the move yet. See, Ollie looks really comfortable, so I don't know I don't know what's going on. If I was Ollie, I'd be a wreck, right? I'd look like Alison. <laughs> my hair would be all over the place and I'd have a right big beard going on I just feel like I, I just I, I just need to get results yeah. <laughs> but it's uh, not happening no. um, but let's talk about that Jack Relish goal please because that was poor. brilliant do you think it, a lot of people are saying that it meant to be a cross but he's, he's intense no, to shoot I think he's meant that I think he's meant that all day yeah, long cause as, he, as he strikes the ball he looks at the net yeah. So, no, he, he, he's, he's cold though, he's meant that. Yeah. Crack I don't know anything but him meaning to do that. To be the hair like that. Got to be some yeah, good stuff, and it was. Absolutely. Uh, but solid point for Aston Villa that, away from home, Old Trafford. Um, a lot of people had already written Villa off, but cracking stuff. Can't follow them all. And Tyrone Mings has a little volley as well. Poor. Yeah. 
just it's really well taken and did well to stay offside to be fair for it because I originally well, thought it'd be offside it, it but... generally just looked like everyone were offside like it it yeah. was just a weird passage of play but that is it Brandon Williams played him on yeah and uh, left back kid they've got yeah and everyone just sort of moved forwards but he was just that second too late and then obviously they were all in and he just volleyed him back at net yeah great. man great goal Mm. Uh, but that is everything Premier League football wise so if you would like to pick me a player of the week Matt Todd Cantwell Todd Cantwell well yeah. I'm going to go Kelechi Nacho because he has been non-existent in the Premier League for about 62 years it feels like since he was that youth kid at Man City um, yeah. and for him to he's come very, on he's, like, still he's still very young that lad oh yeah he is but it just feels like he's sort of disappeared recently yeah. and not really done anything um, but to come on get an assist and a goal first few minutes of Premier League football yeah. can't follow him no. uh, so yeah Todd Cantwell and Kelechi Iheanacho uh, I need a one to watch from you as well please don't forget we have got midweek games as well so I want a midweek one and a weekend one who have you boys got over the weekend this week I should say we've got Newcastle on Thursday that'll do you <laughs> <laughs> You just actually what? I love, I love that you do that. You just flying that flag. You keep flying it, but I enjoy it. Um, I'm gonna go for one of the big ones. We've got Man U Tottenham tomorrow, Liverpool Everton tomorrow. End of day, mate. Sheffield United are playing good stuff, and Newcastle are on bad form. So I think it'll be a good match between you two. So I'm not saying it won't be a good game. Every single game where Sheffield United evolve will be a good game. So I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm just glad that I don't have to do that. <laughs> I'll let you. I'll let you take care of that. Yeah, that's fine by me. Um, I'm going to go Liverpool Everton and hope the Marco Silva bye bye party. <laughs> or the Marco Marco Silva new contract party. When it no, it won't be. If they, if they get beat by if they get beat by Liverpool, he's gone. I'm saying that this time next reckon? week we'll be talking about Silva being sacked. Yeah, if they get beat by Liverpool, he's gone. He will, See, he will be. Everton, let, let me just quickly have a look at Everton for a minute because their their run of fixtures is horrible. So they've got Liverpool, then they've got Chelsea, then they've got Man United, uh-huh. then they've got Leicester in the Cup, then they've got Arsenal, then they've got Burnley, then Newcastle, then Man City. No, All them games there at this month. He's getting sacked. Like, he, he's going to really... And then after that as well... After they play Man City, they've then got Liverpool in the third round of the FA Cup. Because obviously the draw for that happened. So, I mean, this next month he's gone then. Is that what we're saying? 100%. I'm, I'm saying this week. I generally think, I generally this week think if they get beat by Liverpool, he'll be gone. Um, I don't even know where to sort of make a cut-off point. <sighs> I don't know. I'm going to let you let yeah, you run with that. I'm sticking with that. Week. Um, I, I don't know when to go for for that, to be honest. It's a tough run of games. That. Me, personally, I'd have got rid of him four weeks ago, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to go Liverpool-Everton. Score-wise, ooh. Ooh. 3-0, Liverpool comfortable, done. Bye-bye. 2-1 Everton win. <laughs> I hope. Um, <laughs> that would be brilliant. It would be brilliant. Um, I'm going to say 2-1. Make it a bit, make it a bit Liverpool. close for, to Liverpool. Yeah, 2-1 Liverpool. 
Uh, what about Chef United Newcastle? Uh, 2-1 to the Blades. 2-1 Blades. Yes, I'm going to say 3-0 Blades. All about the Blades. All about Blades. It's all about Blades. Uh, but that is everything. you got your Game of the Week there. you got your... Uh, play- not Game of the Week. We don't do that anymore. We do Player of the Week. Mm-hmm. God damn it. And you got your watches there. Um... Oh, we won for the weekend as well. Oh, we've got a weekend. Who, who you want to play the weekend? I'm joking. I'll, I'll research this one. <laughs> um, so, we've got that one. And then on the weekend, oh, oh Man United, Man City. It's got to be. Mm, let's see, let's see. Manchester Derby. It's definitely a good one. I'm not going to take that away. Oh, no, that's League Two. Uh, hmm. None of them are screaming out to me, that apart from the obvious one. We'll both go for it then. Uh, I'd have to say Manchester Derby. Yeah, Manchester Derby a weekend. So, score predictions 3 0, Man City. 2 all draw. You reckon? Yeah. To be fair, Man United do turn up in them games. Draw. They really do. I'm going to stick to the guns of three, so let's say three now. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair play. Well, that is everything from us this week now, and I'm pretty sure that is actually everything from us this week. Um, so if you would like to head over to our Twitter or Facebook, you can do so by searching for... At Footy Foundry. Footy Foundry. And we also do have a website where you can get up to date with all the episodes that we've released. You can go back and check out some of those little special episodes. We actually did some about a year ago as well, little Christmas break special stuff. Uh, so you can go and uh, find his website by typing in footballfoundry.com. And also a huge thank you to our partners, the beautiful Game Network. They've got a whole host of footballing podcasts to suit your needs on there. You can find them on Twitter by searching for at BGNFM. And finally, a huge thank you to our sponsors, Roughneck Scarves. They are the official scarf supplier of the MLS, USL, and US Soccer. You can get yourself a custom-made scarf for your team at... RoughneckScarves.com Boom! Well, midweek football coming up, meaning we're going to have a busy week next week flying through all the results. This is the month now, Matt. This is the month where we just get tired of football. Yeah, there's, a there's, a, there's a lot there, there's like something like six games for each team this month yeah. like it is it's just going to be a lot so if we do miss a certain game or a certain moment in a game uh, in coming weeks we do apologise in advance because there is a lot of football coming and also we're obviously busy because Christmas and that and families and stuff so yeah. sauce in advance <laughs> but yeah so if you would like to say goodbye Matt I'll hit the music and we'll disappear. Goodbye, Matt. I'll hit the music and disappear. Ah, I'm joking. Thank you very much for listening. I'll be with you again next week. <laughs>